and welcome to the 101st episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Antner. Roger, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. So this week we're talking 12 gigahertz. It's a very interesting topic. Just a few days ago, FCC Chairwoman Rosenwurzel replied back to a letter from U.S. Representative Neil Dunn of Florida about how the 12 gigahertz spectrum should be used. And to talk about that, in 12 gigahertz in general, we have former FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly. Commissioner O'Reilly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so very much. It's glad to be here. Terrific. So to start, can you catch us up on the debate over 12 gigahertz spectrum and where we are in terms of a resolution? Well, I think the good news and consistent with the chairwoman's letter is that it is in the hands of the engineers and those who are studying the science and the probability and projections of of what's capable in 12 gigahertz and whether it can be shared for terrestrial use. So I'm excited uh, on where we, you know, where I think it's possible to go. Um, And the commissions, the capabilities of the OET are going to be tested here to see, you know, what it results in and what's possible. And I think that's going to, you know, it's due diligence, thoughtful work by one of the crown jewels of the of the agency. Now we have the expert agency at, at, at play, right? And they have done a fantastic job in the past. What's really interesting is the 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 players who are involved here. On one side there there is DISH and DISH has licenses in the 12 gigahertz band. I believe an entity associated with, with Dell also has has licenses. And then we have on the other side, we have Elon Musk, right? It's going to be very interesting of, of how this plays out because, and then we have like some microwave stations in the middle. And so this is also a lot of about interference and what is the best purpose of spectrum. Yeah, a couple of things, Roger, and I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think the conversation is, you know, certainly the, the big players bring attention to the topic, but the, the coalition in favor of terrestrial rights in 12 gigahertz is much broader. Um, and it's not about any particular company. It's, it's about what's best for spectrum policy. And we're going to need mid-band spectrum. We know as a nation, we're going to need additional mid-band spectrum. And you look around and what are the options, what's available elsewhere. And, and there's very few other bands that will work for our purposes. People talk about lower three or maybe seven or eight or something. But here you've got 500 megahertz that are unencumbered by, there are no federal government users, which is a huge problem generally in spectrum policy and trying to make more commercial spectrum available and certainly in the mid bands. And so this is, you know, I think it's about a, a broad coalition of trying to figure out how can we best we move forward in spectrum policy in 12 gigahertz is what excited me was the the, the strength and the broadness of the coalition. And then also the, the data and the science uh, suggesting that sharing would make a lot of sense. And if you look back at other instances where the commission has expanded uh, purposes, you know, there's always, there's generally been this debate. Can you, can you not, what, you know, the world's going to end if something happens. And, and it, it, usually the commission has, has, has uh, almost all the time, the commission has found the right landing spot. And I imagine they will here too. Yeah. So what are the best arguments for the coalition's position of why do we need to do this for 5G? Well, I think I, I highlighted a little bit of that. We are going to need additional 5G mid-band spectrum 
you know, though we put the C-band in play, though we put CBRS in play, though we put 3.4, the 100 megahertz there, 3.45, uh, we put the 100 megahertz available there. And other places that during my time, I pushed really hard to make available in mid-bands, it's, there's still a lack compared to not only internationally, but also where providers know they need to go in terms of how much capacity and how much breadth they're going to need in, in terms of in megahertz to meet all of the demand. And that shortage needs to be addressed one form or another. And this is, to my mind, the best and most logical band. In terms of the what other arguments, I think you look at this as a, it's a science matter. It's, a, it's an issue of can you share, you know, and the commission's job is, is part of its statute and, and its tradition is to try and make spectrum licensing and spectrum holdings as efficient as possible uh, and make a band as, as broadly as possible. You get as most the much out of it as it possibly can. And here you've got an, a fairly underused band that, that can be used for other things um, at the same time without causing harmful interference to the incumbent users. So that's, that's a pretty exciting uh, opportunity in my book. Yeah. So, so you would say the, the arguments of Elon Musk and his satellite company are overblown? Well, I, I, I think it's something the commission has to look in terms of, and, and they will, they, the engineers will be able to do the math. And so that, that's not my specialty in terms of getting into the engineering and, and, and determining. But I do, I think I'm a little troubled by, and I would have been troubled in my old seat by, you know, who's doing the work and a, a report by an independent organization that, that analyzes the situation and says sharing is possible, in my mind, is more significant than other reports that are done by a company specific who has a particular purpose in mind. And so that I, when I look at the record uh, and I see who's on which side, I, I think you know at least the, the, the weight of the material in my mind right now suggests that the coalition in favor of sharing has a much stronger position and should be compelling to the, to the OET at the FCC. Yeah, and w- without a doubt, we will need more more spectrum. And 12 gigahertz is one of these bands that that makes a lot of sense. And it, it's just very interesting that the term mid-band now creeps higher and higher and higher, right? But when we all started, high band, 2.5 gigahertz, which is now a mainstay, was considered too high frequency to be properly used. And now we, we're we very effectively are using millimeter wave. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're right in terms of what how things have changed. When I first got into the discussion, it was up to three gigahertz was that and that was like the, the most usable space. And, you know, high, you know, what was high, what was low and what was mid have changed tremendously. But in some regards, it doesn't really matter where you classify. It's just having a portfolio that, that you know, four different per, you know, operators and users that has a little bit of all, you know, the opportunities for different, depending on the purpose. So you need some low, some medium, some mid band, and some, some usually you need something in millimeter wave. It's going to be really exciting. And I, I tell people, I'm excited where a millimeter wave goes in the future. Um, I think it's, you know, on the early stages of that. And I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to be proven wrong in, in history books. I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, with the, with the use cases that are coming for 5G, the FCC, with you on it, have, have done a tremendous job in unleashing the potential of, of wireless spectrum and made so much spectrum available. But consumers and businesses alike are insatiable when it comes to demand. And then when we look towards future use cases, Data usage will explode even further, right? We we didn't think that it would they people would be able to use this much. And now it's like on average. 
No, you're absolutely right, and I and I appreciate your kind words. It, and and the work that we did in the last commission, you know, didn't come without a lot of criticism and 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 some downright deep fights and hard fought victories. So I appreciate where we, you know, where what the work that we did. But it's an acknowledgement, certainly on my part, now that you know, notwithstanding that good work, we need more. And you're absolutely right that the insatiable demand of the users, they love their mobility and they love the functionality they got out of wireless services. And so, you know, to me, the issue is how do you how do you feed that pipeline? How do you make sure you have spectrum, not just, you know, the immediate demand as people turn on C-band and 3.45, but what, you know, what's what's happening in the next 18 months or two years or three years uh, time frame? What's what's in that, that pipeline? Um, and that's where I see 12 gigahertz making the most sense because the other bands that are talked about, and they're not a lot of things that, pe- not a lot of options that people are talking about, um, a lot of a lot of choices. And so 12 gigahertz makes absolutely, you know, the, the most sense. And it's something that can be done and we're just waiting on it in a good way. We're waiting on the, the science from OET to verify that. And then we can figure out, you know, to me, it's kind of two parts. It's the first part of, okay, can you share? And then it's, okay, what's the licensing, you know, that moves forward? And and that, can, you know, the commission can handle both um, either together or, or separately. But certainly the first part is the one that, that, I'm, that I'm anxious to get an answer on. And the... The spectrum is not affected by the potential lapse of the auction authority of the FCC, which I think we all agree is something that should not happen. And and Congress should really act on, on extending that. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I've, I've worked on legislation for this purpose. They extend it multiple times. And I think it shouldn't expire. I think it's something that's proven one of the valuable roles that the commission has brought to spectrum policy compared to other options in the past. And you and I have lived through some of those things. And and so I, I think the, the auction authority should be extended. I am sympathetic to the, to the shorter timelines that people are advocating now. I think the 18 month or something around that landing spot makes sense. Like as I said, we don't have a lot of uh, options on the put on the table, and there may be some decisions that are needed from Congress to expedite some of these auctions to go forward. And so I think that's something that would make a lot of sense, rather than locking in like a ten year extension, which you know generally doesn't happen. It has happened, and I've been part of those too. But generally, it's it's, it's a little abnormal to to do such a long time period. So I think the time frame that, that Congress is kicking around now or debating is makes a lot of sense. Well, we'll we'll take what we get, right? <laughs> And it's especially because there is an auction right now going on in 2.5, which is probably going to to end before the auction authority expires. But so it's all pluses for for 12 gigahertz, and that we can move forward with that. Yeah, you're you're right on the 2.5. Uh, you know, I, I fo- follow it from afar. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see it end relatively quickly. They have expedited the bidding process as they they tend to do um, when they run up against a deadline or they wanna they wanna speed speed the conclusion. So that to me is not a surprise. And I think you're right. So that the, but you know, 12 gigahertz feeds into the into what you possibly can use in going forward in mid band. It, it absolutely should be considered. Um, when you're talking about such a wide band with no government users, no federal government users, excuse me, that's just unheard of. That's rarity. And that's one of the reasons in the past I pushed so hard for C-band because it was a, a wide swath of spectrum that wasn't encumbered by federal government users, which comes with it so many different obstacles and, and problems and, and delays. And I can rattle off the different experiences and lower three gigahertz people talk as an alternative to 12. And you've got, you've got DOD encumbrances there, and it's going to take quite a while to get those um, addressed, if at all. So, so 12 gigahertz makes an awful lot of sense. And we're just waiting on a, on a couple pieces to make it happen. Yeah. And when, when we look at 
spectrum that is encumbered by DoD. I'm I'm coming to the to the conclusion that repackaging is actually better than a sharing regime overall. But but that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the band itself. I can I can make a case and have in lower three that you could do a little bit of all, but that's that's for the the current policies to make. I don't get to to make those calls anymore. But you know, I like I tend to like exclusive license spectrum. I also want to make sure there's enough unlicensed spectrum. Some of the sharing regimes. Sharing is kind of a broad term. We do sharing, you know, today we can do sharing, for instance, in 12 gigahertz. We can talk about sharing as it relates to unlicensed. So I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of different regimes. If we talk more of a CBRS type model, I think those are that's, that's going to be used few and far between. Um, not a lot of instances where we'll use that, but where it is valuable, it should absolutely be used in those circumstances where you can't do any of the other options. And so I think we're going to have a little bit of both and in, in, uh, lower three kind of makes, you know, makes sense to do all three potentially. Yeah, I thought, you know, we were straying a little bit from, from 12 gig, but CBRS was was well-intentioned, but the outcomes are falling by far short of what was hoped for. You know, I'm actually still pleased with how, how, how excuse me, CBRS is going. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still optimistic it's going to, you know, expand and it has been. So I'm pleasantly surprised and, and, and every day on a new development that's happening there. And, and I talk to new providers and operators and what they're going to do. So I, the, the jury's still out in terms of its long-term sustainability, you know, in terms of overall auction dollar revenue success. Well, that's that, that was, that's probably not the right measurement for this band. And, and some of the parameters were certainly drafted before I got to the commission and I kind of had, you know, a, a hand that was already dealt to me, but I think it's, it's turning out fairly nice and, and credits due to those that were there, you know, John, you know, the current chairwoman was there and, and Tom Wheeler and others do credit for CBRS. So I think that, I think it's still going to turn out to be pretty substantial and, and there'll be other cases where it can be used. I, you know, like I said, lower three may make sense for it. Um, there's people talk about some, you know, some of the millimeter wave that's still out there, 37 gigahertz, other places where it, it would make sense. And, and I, I'd be for that in the right circumstances. Great. And so thank you very much, Commissioner O'Reilly, for for coming on the show and, and telling us more about uh, 12 gigahertz. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. 12 gigahertz is the next opportunity we need to move forward. I agree. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Roger, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. <laughs>